Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 of That American Podcast. I had to change the name because the domain name that I wanted for America the Podcast was already taken. Uh, I am twitter.com slash thedominus and without any further ado, let's get started. Alright, first here to warn you, I'm going to go on a little rant. Um, those of you who are at my school in Model UN with me will know exactly what I'm talking about here. So let's start. I'd like to give a little message uh, to China and their leaders. And I say that because, well, first of all, a new story came out about um, America, Chinese ships having a little problem. And this is the fourth time this has happened in the last month. And now not all of them are a big deal, but it's just so many are happening. Apparently there's a uh, Pentagon survey vessel that is used um, by the Pentagon to do underwater surveillance and submarine hunting missions that have staffed by, staffed by civilians. Now, basically, this vessel was approached by two Chinese flagged. Now, that means that they were clearly, blatantly identified as being Chinese ships. But two Chinese flagged vessels approached it, got within 30 yards of it. Uh, the UN, USNS Victorious was its name on Friday, and just essentially sat there. Uh, the USNS crew, the Victorious crew, had to shoot water hoses at them, try to get them to move. Finally, they had to radio to a Chinese military ship to get their help to come uh, get these guys away. And the Chinese vessel shot, shone lights on them, and they left, and not, not a big deal, apparently. But the problem is this happens so much. And it's just a problem because, I mean, I hear so much, and through Molly UN, I mean, those of you who are in the program and are listening to me know this. I hear so much about how China's the next big thing, and China's going to beat the U.S., and China's going to surpass us as a super, as the superpower, or one of these superpowers, and going to be a superpower and be able to challenge us at some point in the near future, and they're saying that America's day is over. And that's just all bullcrap. The thing about China is that their GDP... Now, it's supposed to... It's been rising by double-digit percentages for the past about 10 years, I think. And now it is going to rise somewhere between 6.5 and 8% this year, by the end of this year. Now, that's a lot. That's a lot of rise, because ours doesn't really rise that much. Nobody else's really does. But the thing is, China's GDP is so astronomically low compared to ours. And China China keeps upping its defense spending. Now they're spending 70.24, I believe, billion dollars on defense. Now, that worries us and me a little bit, simply because it's China spending more money on making their military more powerful and making their military strength more well-known. And I wouldn't, be dis- I wouldn't be surprised if they just continuously leak information about it just a little bit just so that people can know what they're making. But the thing about China is that that's still a very small fraction of what the Pentagon spends. The Pentagon spends hundreds of billions of dollars on defense every year, China's spending $70.24 billion. It's still very large compared to what they've been spending, but it's not at all very large compared to us. But it's still a little bit frightening. But the thing about China, and it's just, 
China keeps trying to poke at us. Just keeps trying to poke and throw rocks at us and just poke at us and see what happens. You know, they, they're doing it in a way, and, and I fully believe, now this certain thing, it's fishing vessels and they are Chinese flag, but I, it could, the argument could be made, and I, I don't, I'm not saying they were told to go provoke the American ship out there by the Chinese government. I'm not saying that at all. But the thing is, I mean, how else? Why else would they be out there doing this? If you were a civilian and you saw a Chinese ship and you were sitting in a fishing ship, would you go and harass it? No, you wouldn't. That'd be stupid and you have no reason to do that. I'm not saying the Chinese... Here's the thing. I'm not saying the Chinese government has a hand in any of this, but if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Because the Chinese government just likes to do that. They like to throw things. They like to pick at people. They like to do all kinds of stuff. It's just like China... China has a double standard. China likes everything Chinese, but they hate everything foreign, and they want to poke at everything foreign. And I mean, that... When you say that that's a double standard, it sounds stupid, but it really is, because China's saying one thing, and they're doing another thing. They're saying that they want the world to be integrated, and the world to be friends, and the world to be a peaceful place where everybody can get along, but then they poke at people like us. But they say they want us to be friends, but I don't really think they do. I mean, I think it's just, you know, strategic. And that that's one thing that representing China at the Southern Regional Mall of the United Nations in last semester, fall semester 2008, taught me. It was that China says one thing and does another thing. Very many times. They usually have an ulterior motive for everything. Now, obviously, as a college student, I can't know what the actual Chinese government is doing, but I get a pretty good idea. And that's what seems to be happening here. In a kind of related foreign story, apparently... North Korea runs a cyber warfare unit that tries to hack into U.S. and Southern South Korean military networks to gather confidential information and disrupt service. Now, the North Korean military recently expanded the unit, unit staffing it with about 100 personnel, most of them having graduated from a Pyongyang university that teaches computer skills. Now... Compared to the China, Chinese boat story, which that, that one annoys me, this one just makes me laugh. Because North Korea is not exactly known for its high level of computer technology and computer expertise. To me, this just confirms my opinion that Kim Jong-il is an attention whore. And all he wants is to be noticed, because he makes threats against the South Koreans all the time. I mean, he makes them on a basis that equals how much Hugo Chavez makes made fun of America and hated Amer- said he hated America under the Bush administration. So, now that that's kind of worn off, because South Korea really doesn't pay attention to Kim Jong-il, I mean, he's just kind of a funny little whatever, a funny little circus show to them, I think. And now he's decided, since they're not paying attention to me, with South Korea, I'm going to start throwing rocks at U.S. And that's also what I think China's doing. And Iran also, we can throw them in there. You know, Iran, a few months ago, um, celebrated the, I believe it was the International Atomic Energy Day, something like that. But anyway, they celebrated it, and in the celebration was just a, this blatant 
And and part of the reason it was a big deal is probably because we made it a big deal, and part of the reason was because they made it a big deal. I think we were both involved. But the thing is, all Iran wants to, all Iran and North Korea and China to a lesser extent, because China I think is a lot more advanced and a lot more international minded than these two, the Iran and North Korea being these two. But I think what they're trying to do is just poke at us and just throw rocks at us because they're like, oh, how do we get noticed? How do we get our views out there? And how do we get noticed? Oh, let's throw rock at the United States of America, and then people will notice us. People will see what's up, and people will be like, oh, check it out, look who's throwing rocks, it's North Korea and Iran, and China. And that's why I think they do this. I think they all just want attention in the international arena, and they want people to act like they, you know, are actually contributing something, or not necessarily contributing, act like they exist, and act like their demands are legitimate, and act like they're listening to them, which is just stupid. I mean... But, you know, you're always going to have countries out there that are just attention whores and just want to be noticed. And I think North Korea and Iran feel that. And, and this this is just another thing. You know, the cyber warfare, how is North Korea going to be able to hack into the Pentagon? I mean, maybe South Korea. I'm not familiar with how secure South Korea's computers and their computer system is. But I know the United States, there's no way anything run out of North Korea can possibly come cracking anything in there. So, to me, desperate, desperate plea for someone to notice, someone to notice them, someone to pay attention to Kim Jong-il. So, and the other thing about China is that I've read, I was writing a paper last week for my Intro to International Relations class, and I had to analyze three articles, and one of them was written by this guy from Singapore, who was saying that the U.S.'s days are over as the leader of the world, and the wet, the entire West's days are over as the leader of the world, and we have to turn now towards the East and turn towards China, because China is now the leader of the world, and China is the one who's going to lead us into the new century. Which, to me, is a bunch of bullcrap. I mean, first of all, the guy's from Singapore, and he's talking, he's flaunting the, the East. Duh, you're from Singapore, of course you're going to be doing that. So the second, so that, that reduced a lot of credibility for me. The second point was he was just... He wasn't making a ton of good, and I'm not trying to analyze this argument right here because I already did that for the paper, but he wasn't making a bunch of good arguments. And no one who's ever talking about how the U.S. is in decline is making good arguments with definite concrete evidence. Because they're all just making stuff up, at least what I think. They're just saying what they think is going to happen, not the evidence that our GDP is way higher than anyone else's. If you count the European Union as being one unit, then yes, their GDP is higher. But they're really not unified enough to be anything but an economic union anytime soon. But our GDP is way higher, our defense spending is way higher, our military is way more powerful. And yeah, maybe, maybe we're not going to be, we're not as powerful as it used to be. Maybe, maybe. I haven't looked at the stats for that, but that might be true. The other thing is, yeah, we're going to go downhill someday. That's what it happens to every nation in the world. That's the most powerful nation. It just happens. That's the way of things. But right now, we're the most powerful nation in the world. Will we be in 20 years? Yeah. Will we be in 50 years? Yeah. So why don't we stop talking about the East and focus on the West? The East will probably come to be, I believe, will probably come to be within striking distance of the West within my lifetime. But will they be more powerful than the West? I highly doubt it. Will they be equal with the West? I doubt that as well. I mean, 
if China implodes like I think it will, once they get enough power, once they get to a certain point, once if they fracture with all of their ethnic minorities, then that's going to severely damage the East. I think that's going to happen, and I think that that's going to pretty much knock them out. So, but anyway, on from my rant about China and why I hate talking about them, even though I just did. Let's head to some more domestic news now. Now, here's a rumor that you may or may not have heard. Now, everyone knows the microblogging service Twitter. Absolutely fantastic. Like I said, I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash the Dominus. I love it so much. But there's a rumor going around the internet that Apple is making a $700 million play, $700 million bid for Twitter. Now, this is coming because Twitter is now taking off. And Apple wants to... Here's what I think Apple's doing. Microsoft, about a year ago, made a bid to try to get at least part of Facebook. It wasn't that successful. Microsoft's bids lately haven't been so, you know, successful. But that's Twitter, Facebook... MySpace, that all comes into social networking, at least I believe. I think Twitter's more... Everyone calls it a microblogging site. I would place it... I would say it is, but I would place it within the realm of social networking. Because I think that's what it is, you know? It's, it's a way to know people, get to know people, follow people, see what's going on with them. And I really think that... And Microsoft made a bid for Facebook a while ago, a year ago. And I think that the what's going to happen if if Apple really does actually if they actually want to buy Twitter and they actually do buy Twitter. I think it's going to make Microsoft feel a little bit jealous. See, that's what happens when Apple does something. Microsoft feels threatened or feels jealous about what's happening and they get involved. And that's something that's annoying. And I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen. That's what I kind of predict is going to happen if Twitter gets bought out, bought out because that's what Microsoft's been. That's their modus operandi for several, eh, the last couple of years. Uh, like, the, uh, like the phone we were talking about last week. It's just, they just continue to try to one-up Apple, and that's kind of what they do right now. That's kind of how they're making their money. And, or... Well, depending on how you look at it with the Zoom, they're losing their money. But, basically, I see that if this rumor is substantiated, and if this rumor is true, and if Microsoft is actually buying Apple, I mean buying, uh, if Apple's actually buying Twitter, excuse me, um, I see there being another little battle over, this time, social networking sites. So, who knows what's happening but anyway, I digress from that. We'll cover more Apple and Microsoft news in the definite future. Um, real quick little end note. Uh, Representative John Murtha, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, his nephew has been getting millions of dollars of government contracts from the Pentagon. Now, Representative Murtha is known very well for how he can maneuver government money to defense contractors in, in his own state. But there's no evidence that he's involved with this, and I'm not saying he is involved with the money going to his nephew, I'm just saying that it's this kind of thing that makes me think, you know, term limits 
for Congress would be great. And I know that's controversial. And I know it would be a constitutional amendment, so it would be difficult. But I really support term limits for Congress. I really do. I think it would be a great idea. Because every year they seem to get more and more corrupted. Every year. This one is just the icing on the cake. It doesn't matter, though, who is Democrats or Republicans. Congress is just very corrupt, at least in my opinion. But different people have different opinions. So, well, we are out of time for this episode. Uh, next week I will be having a guest on. Um, who the guest is and what the agenda will be is a secret right now. But tune in next week and we will have a lot of fun. Well, I am twitter.com slash the dominus and it has been a great time being on here and hosting this for you. And I hope to see you next week. See ya.